Don't start a goat debate as soon as we start this, like you did last time. There is no debate. There, so there's no debate. There's no Don't debate. Don't do it. And then freaking Kendrick started it in the group text. Kobe. This is the absurd journey of three church planners reintroducing familiar ideas in unfamiliar ways. This is the Bless Up Podcast. All right, welcome back. This is the Bless Up Podcast. I'm Rachel. I'm in the studio with Corey and James. Um, we have made a covenant promise to not discuss the greatest of all time or dinosaurs on today's podcast. It's not a debate. But instead... Not a discussion. Neither of them are. Neither a discussion. <laughs> but we all know what's right and what's wrong. But instead, Point what I want to know, what I want to know, kicking this off today. What do you want to know? Tell me. I'll tell you. What is an award that you have been given... That you did not earn. What is an award that you have been given that you did not? It could be a participation trophy um, or it could be um, an award, you know, a grade for a paper. I don't know, Corey, that someone else wrote. Um, Relax. I think we've talked plenty about my academics this season. All right. What's an award or an accolade or something that you have been given that you just straight up did not earn? I mean, my graduation from Barberton was, it was more or less, a, <laughs> it was more or less a act of God. I don't believe in luck. I believe in providence, but that was none of my own doing. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So that, um, and just, you know, just most of life, a teacher in high school once told me that I had a massive amount of unearned confidence, <laughs> which is just so crazy she, she did she told it was so funny i i'm gonna send this to him so he listens to it. <laughs> my, my homie o'brien which it's funny because he definitely had a more mat at that time he had a more massive amount of unearned confidence. unearned confidence so this teacher came up to us she loved o'brien because he's light-skinned so i, I want <laughs> she did she loved him his hair's super curly she just loved him she did not love me. And she goes up to him and she says, you have confidence. And confidence is like having a pocket full of money. And no one else knows, but you do. And you know you can buy what you want. And then she looked at me and she said, James, you have ego. Ego is like having a balloon that just continues to get filled with helium. And when you pop it, it is empty. <laughs> Jeez. And I looked at her and I was like, yo, I'm going to go to Dairy Queen, so <laughs> I'll see you later. I'm, I'm going get to get a blizzard. I got to go. I can't believe, though, that you just went straight for my diploma. <laughs> my diploma is something I've been given. That I didn't. mean, yeah, I, I don't know how you handled high school, but like my diploma was basically an honor, an honor of my partial attendance because that's the only thing that I actually did. I mean, literally, I had to scramble the last day of the last day for seniors to turn in some extra credit stuff just for teachers to like quasi agree to give me a passing grade. And that <sighs> that's the truth. Shout out to Mark Gower for Gower. making sure that I turned in the appropriate paperwork to make sure I could graduate. Like that's that's just that's just a fact. I would be more specific, but yeah. I know now that a lot of people 
that we went to school with listen to this, so I'm yeah. gonna be more careful. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I the get... number of guesses after you said <laughs> no, 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 we're not talking about it. We're not talking about it. We're not talking about it. What were you about but, to say, James? I mean, I made many contributions uh, to the magics between uh, the years of 2004 and 2008. I, I made many contributions, uh, cultural contributions, mm-hmm. uh, contributions. I mean, I made it okay to wear fake Jordans. Like I got, ro- I got roasted. I, I made many contributions to the overall betterment of the magics, but uh, academics was not one of them. Yeah. Sadly, my degree was hindered yeah. on that. So they thank you. Credit recovery. Thank you. Barbara <laughs> magics. Yeah. Uh, yes. Big shout out to you. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like when, I don't know what marks the participation trophy era. Like, I don't know, like at what point that that started. Yeah, I think we were before that. I, well, I think yeah, we absolutely were before that. I think that. we were like either right before it or like it may have started like kind of like in the middle of us. Cause I definitively remember one year our basketball team going 0 and 8. 0 and 8. Do you know what 0 and 8 means? <laughs> It means I do win. Like you literally did win. any games out of eight, and we got medals. <laughs> and I remember being so ticked because at the beginning of the season, I don't remember where I saw it, but I remember seeing a medal. Maybe it was the first Olympics I watched. I don't know, but I remember being like, "I want a medal. We get medals if we win. Like I want a medal. I think medals are cool. I don't know where that infatuation came from." And then we went zero and eight, and we got these little bronze medals. And I literally threw it away. I was so upset. I was so mad. I was so mad. Because I was like, what is this medal even for? Like, yeah. that that I, Like, I remember that. But I don't remember, like, I definitely don't remember growing up that way. And I'm dang sure that, like, my father or my brothers hung did not hang that up anywhere. Like, there's no freaking way that happened. No, nah, man. It was, I remember it vividly. It was Magic's Youth Football. And at the banquet. Uh, shout out to the chicken houses. Even though that one we was at, that was nasty. <laughs> I know my I know my brother remembers, man. Oh my gosh, that that chicken. That's not the one. It's in Norton. If you, if, if you know, if you know, we you know, know. We know. If you know, we you know. know. We know which Goodness one. Gracious. We know which one. That one was gross. Yeah, my grandma would agree with you. <laughs> she, she, she would agree know, with that you. one. Is not it. But we literally everybody got the medium sized trophy. So everybody, but if your team actually like won, won something meaningful, if you won a championship or you did something meaningful, you got the bigger trophy. And then if you were the MVP, you got the medal. The goal, like the participation trophy was cool, but everybody knew. You all that knew. wasn't real. That wasn't, yeah, that wasn't real. Like, yeah. You knew that wasn't the one. Yeah. You knew you needed the big the ice cream cone certificates weren't weren't what right. you were after. No, you wanted the sprinkles. That's right. <laughs> sprinkles are for winners. Yeah. I remember I I'm trying to remember which sport it was that I tried, and I want to say that it was softball. And I wasn't even mediocre. I was trash. I was absolutely trash. It was T ball and I could not hit the ball. Um this is when we discovered that because of being blind in my left eye, I don't see things in the proper spot sometimes. That's when you discovered that? 
Yeah, because I had never, I'd never had to oh, hit yeah, something nothing. before. Yeah. Because your hand-eye coordination is entirely off. Oh. So it was when I like it was when my mom, my my, I remember my mom or my dad, one of them being like, "The ball is right there. Why can't you hit it?" And I'm like, "I swear <laughs> to you, moving. right, right." And I'm like, "I swear to you, I am hitting that ball. I don't know why I'm hitting the tee, like." That's when we realized, like, how off it was. Maybe and I had an eye issue. No, I don't think you did. Undiagnosed. Um, but, I, I mean, I was utterly terrible. And I distinctly remember um, getting the, quote, coaches award. The coaches uh, award. Uh, <laughs> team spirit. The team the spirit award. coaches award. Uh, and I remember getting this and being like, in my in my little first grade mind, being like, "This isn't real." You were always there, and you gave good effort, right? Like this Coaches is this is not a real award. This is this is pinpointing nothing other than you liked me and couldn't think yeah. of anything good to say about my performance in this sport. Yeah. And I I like something in my brain with that was like, "A, I will never play softball ever again. Mm-hmm. I'm so bad at this." Um, and B, I'm gonna earn the best award mm-hmm. next time. And like for I, I I swear to you, like that's where as you would call it the mama mentality, I swear to you that is where it was birthed in me. Mm-hmm. And from that point on, I was like I will win. I'm gonna win. I will win. Yep. Yeah. I will never get the yep. coach's award ever ever again. I will say in the midst <clears throat> in the midst of that 0 and 8 season, shout out shout out to coach Mike. Because Coach Mike, Coach Mike, he was he was in charge of like the youth programs. He was then he was the JV coach. Now he's the he was he then my junior year moved up as the varsity basketball coach, and he is still there to this to this day. Shout out to Lauer Power, the brothers who taken over. <laughs> like it's, it's it's that's what's up. But Coach Lauer Mike, Power. Coach Mike used to watch the games, and he would give he would give a pop, uh, a can of pop, to whoever he felt like did. The like did things well on the floor. It wasn't always like the most points. It wasn't always the pretty stuff. Sometimes it was like doing the nasty, the hard stuff work, uh, making that work. And he used to give a pop. And that was the year that zero and eight season when we got medals at the end of it. That was the year that I realized that pop was more valuable than these gold medals. Was, that was that, that was that was because all of a sudden that pop was meaningful. I was like, yeah, I got a Mountain Dew. Yeah, we got these stupid medals, but we were zero and eight. But I got that Mountain Dew like three times. So that was yeah, I Indeed, get that man, Nelly. Nelly teaches us well. Two is not a winner. And three nobody, three nobody remembers. remembers. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be number one. Yeah. How on earth does this tie into what we we're talking about? Well, yeah. So, um, <laughs> so in the like three minutes that we spent discussing what we we're going to talk about on yeah, today's right. episode, we were talking about the difference between good competition and bad competition, mm-hmm. and we were talking about like success and what it looks like, and the idea of like. Not competing with the people around you in a nature, in like a jealous nature, but how like competition can actually be a healthy thing. And so, like, something I feel like I've really been been learning lately. Um, there's a, a girl that I work with, her name is Nikki Dutton. Um, shout out Nikki Dutton. Uh, she's got the More with Nikki Dutton podcast, by the way, if you're looking for another one to listen to. More with Nikki Dunn podcast, but she said uh, in one of our staff meetings that your uh, your ceiling should be the next person's floor. Like your ceiling should be the floor for the person that comes after you, mm-hmm. and that really got me thinking. Like what? Like we should be able to celebrate when we see success 
for other people. Because every time, like me, like, okay, so for me as a woman, um, first off, it's a big deal for me to even be sitting with you two and getting to discuss the church and getting to discuss theology and getting to talk about this because there's a whole lot of people who would say I shouldn't be allowed to do that. And they're stupid. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but like, it's a huge deal. It's a huge deal uh, for me to get to do that. And so for me, like every single woman who's handed a mic and welcomed on a stage to preach, every single woman who writes a book, man, Carolyn Custis James, an amazing female theologian. Like she's paved the way for people like me to even be allowed to have these discussions. And so every single time a woman is handed a mic, I'm celebrating. I'm celebrating because they are creating the next step for my daughters who are coming after me for Jada, who, who you and Julia are raising. Like, like every single little girl that is coming after us should be stepping on the ceiling that I had. And so we're just talking about this idea of like, of success and what that looks like and, and when it's healthy to compete and when we really shouldn't. Yeah. Rachel hit a T so women after her could hit a ball. (laughs) 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 listen i have contributed nothing to the world of softball (laughs) nah it's uh as we think about competing one of my favorite uh authors on leadership i think he's like more than an author i don't know i'm like infatuated with his work his name's simon sinek oh i love Uh, simon start with why leaders eat last all great stuff, but I think like the crowning jewel of his like contributions, it's a book called The Infinite Game. Uh, he does so many talks on it that you literally don't need to read the book. <laughs> you can go on YouTube and type in The Infinite Game and mm-hmm. watch a 45-minute talk that's going to be as riveting as reading the book. That's the only reason I know what you're talking about right now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But in his book, and it's actually interesting, he takes like the work of a theologian, Kars, so this is like from a theologian, actually. Mm-hmm. And it's his work on the difference between a finite game and an infinite game. So a finite game is like most of the games that we know, right? So if the Browns are playing football, that is very much so a finite game. <laughs> it has a beginning and an end. <laughs> and we know what the end is going to be. <laughs> factory of sadness. A factory of sadness, right? It's a game that has a beginning and an end. It's a game that has clearly defined rules, clearly defined goals. And it's a game where it has a clearly defined competitor. And you and that competitor are competing against each other for one identified goal. So if it's a football game, the one identified goal is to win so that you can go to the playoffs and eventually, hopefully, go to the Super Bowl and win it. There's an ultimate end to that game. Uh, Simon Sinek talks about the second type of game, which is the infinite game. In the infinite game, there can be an infinite amount of competitors, but the competition, you're not really competing against the other person. They're just pace setting. Mm -hmm. As he talks about it with business, he's like, Yeah, he tells a story about uh, Apple and Microsoft, and he tells a story Mm -hmm. about how he was literally doing, like, a presentation about leadership and tech for both of them. And he said he's in a car with Microsoft, and this was back when they had the Zoom, which was their version of, like, Apple's iPod. Mm -hmm. 
And he said they're in the car and they like hand him a Zune and they tell him how much better the Zune is than the iPod and why it's going to like revolutionize things. Mm-hmm. And he says, that's incredible. Thank you. And they give him the Zune. So after he does the same presentation for Apple, he leaves and he goes, hey, they gave me the Zune and they told me all the reasons why this is better than the iPod. Mm-hmm. And he says that the representatives from Apple said, we know. (laughs) They literally were like, we know it's better, but it's not our goal to be better than Microsoft. It's our goal to change the world. (laughs) Like the whole the whole idea is like they're playing they're playing a different game. And one of those devices actually evolved into something helpful for today. Indeed. And often Shout out to Skyler. He's like, my Google Pixel is better. This, these are, oh, this no. is all the this reasons. This is the whole Super Bowl party yeah. for what it's worth. <laughs> if you want to know what we were talking about, this is what this is. This was Skyler's contribution because there was a Google we were Pixel commercial. Rihanna. There you was were... a Google Pixel commercial, and it was over with after that. And he just shout like, out to Skyler. Like he just like the Google Pixel is his thing, but the reality is. I'm going to keep getting iPhones because I know how to use it. That's right. Yeah. It's, and like, it speaks to all my other devices. Yeah, it, it speaks to all my other devices. Yeah. It's more palatable to humanity. And I think as we as we think about competition, I think Kars, again, where the idea came from, this dude is a Christian. So this idea, the infinite game, I think my guess would be that James Kars is getting this from, like, the kingdom of God. Like, it's, a, mm-hmm. it's an infinite game. It's this idea where we're not competing against each other but we're using the achievements and accolades as others as a way to pace with the hope as rachel said with the hope that like hey the person who comes next the person who's also out there is able to use what i'm doing and just Mm -hmm. like use that as use my ceiling as a top floor to what they're doing i mean like with churches i tell people all the time they're like, hey, I liked what you said. I'm going to steal that. I'm like, good, because I stole it from somebody else. <laughs> Stealing like, an artist. I'm like, great. I I took that from somebody else and put my words on it. I literally read that in a commentary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I read that in a commentary that someone else developed. Yeah. And I contextualized it. Yeah. Like, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think the 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 way that I think of this and the way like this is my vision of the kingdom being realized like this is the way i see it is like there's a difference and i'll I'll speak in terms of businesses where we know people involved right and i won't i won't use any names because not all of what i'm about to say is positive but i think of two two coffee chains that i know right there's one coffee chain that's very well known that popped up there's they're freaking everywhere okay they're everywhere then There was another chain that wasn't necessarily a coffee chain, but also served coffee that decided they wanted to be in direct competition to this first coffee chain. And so they made it their goal to move in a store in close proximity to every single one of the stores that the first coffee chain put into existence. And I'll just be honest with you. There is a clear winner and a clear loser currently in that coffee war. Okay. Now let's transfer this to two other businesses that we know. There's a chicken place 
in Belden Village that has been there for a very long time, and the line is always wrapped around the building at least once. The Lord's Chicken. A few years ago, <laughs> a second chicken place moved in right next door. And because of what was happening in the coffee war, everybody's like, ooh, Chicken Place B is coming after Chicken Place A. Uh-oh. And that's not the case. The reality was Chicken Place B was moving where there was space and traffic. There was there was a there was an available lot next to Chicken Place A, and there's a whole lot of traffic in Belden Village. So Chicken Place B moves in next door to Chicken Place A. They do not advertise that they're in competition. They do not advertise that they're going after the same clientele. There is space and traffic, and as a result, both Chicken Places always have lines around the door. There is a clear difference between the Coffee War and the Chicken War, and if we play it right. Everybody gets lines that wrap around the building. And that is the difference between kingdom competition. Like there's the competition where I am naming an enemy and I'm going after an enemy. And Mm. then there is a competition that says you do what you do over there. But I know that that's not everybody that doesn't serve everybody. And so I want to serve a population where there is traffic as well. I remember a few years ago, and I bet I bet you had similar conversations. You can speak to it. But back in you know 2014, 2015, we were talking about planting Third Street in the city. How often did we hear, "Aren't there enough churches? Like, yeah. aren't there enough? Like, there's like a hundred churches in that city. Like, don't you think there's enough? Can't you just like take over an existing one? Blah blah blah. Well, there's seventy five thousand people at the time. More, there's seventy five thousand people in this city. And if there's 100 churches, that's an average congregation of 7,500. I don't know how churches is popping off where you're from, but ain't no church where I'm from is popping off like that. Now, at least not 100 of them, right? There's one or two. And so from where I'm sitting, Mm -hmm. there's a whole lot of souls that aren't finding their way to be involved with anything to do with Jesus. And so from where I sit, I don't think we need less churches. I think we need more. I don't think we need less quote unquote competition, depending on how you look at it. I think we need less enemies. And I think we need more places celebrating the work of each other and striving for where there is space and traffic for them. Does that make sense? Like, is that coherent? Like that's, that's, that's the way that I look at it. Yeah. And I think the reality is when we think about, competition or we think about what it means to compete like the coffee and chicken analogy is perfect because i think sometimes we get so territorial over our spaces yeah and the reality is like they're not our spaces Mm -hmm. they're god's spaces come on they're not our people that's right they're Mm -hmm. god's people like the reality is if anything like we're renters in all of those spaces, I was talking to I was talking to a mentor of mine, and the mentor of mine like reminded me as I was like trying to discern like some things in my life. He looked at me and he goes, "Hey, he goes, I want you to realize that like one day you will not be the pastor at Citizens. One day you will not be a teacher at CVCA." One day you will not be all of these things. He's like, 
Are you becoming the person that you desire to be in the midst of doing all of these things? And that for me leans into the idea of the infinite game because the infinite game, the point of it is to not win or lose. The point of the infinite game is to keep playing. Mm. Yeah. It's the difference between finite games and infinite games. Finite games have an expected end and an expected goal. The infinite game doesn't. That's what made Apple's response so like yeah, so next level. They're yeah, like, bro. they're like, sure. We're not trying to take them out. Yeah. <laughs> like, sure, this is better. Yeah, we're trying to continue. Mm-hmm. And now look, there's no, there's no Zoom phone. There is no Zoom phone. That is not a thing. <laughs> that is not a thing. Not one that I've seen. All of our, all of our Gen Z listeners have no idea what a stinking Zoom is, <laughs> bro. Or an iPod. <laughs> or an iPod. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. They're like, are they saying pad weird? Is it like pad? <laughs> Is he mispronouncing that? No, it's just the I think the I can iPod. help with this whole iPod, iPad dilemma. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I think about um, the leaders who will come after us, after us, the our kids that we're raising, um, you know, if you were to look at like everyone who is attending Citizens or attending Third Street or part of Tikva or part of Vincent House or, you know, whatever it is that you, whoever is listening, are are leading or a part of or driving or dreaming of. Like when I think about those things, you know, what gets me the most is any any trophy that we were to acquire any grant money that we were to get any funding that we might pull to see our dreams realized only serves the people who spend those checks what happens to the next group that comes after mm-hmm. the best thing that we can leave the people coming after us is not a building in good shape. It's not a degree that they might finish with. It it's not um, it's not anything that's actually tangible. The best thing that we can give them is good character, because good character and good training outlasts any grant it outlasts any dollar it outlasts any degree my doctorate is not going to serve my kids that's not going to help them unless i go about it in a way that inspires them i think about what you were telling me yesterday that that nate is planning on doing in the gym nate is this like super dynamic leader i've never i've never met a person in my life like nate chester some would call the martin center the nate, the nate, nate chester, chester center, center. Yeah. right like <laughs> he is his magic right gosh magic. like his energy is contagious but like everything that nate dreams up is about equipping the next generation, and that is the best thing that he can do. Like, we met him years ago as Nate the Barber, but Nate's dream was not to build the biggest barber shop in the city of Canton. It's to train and equip the next generation Mm -hmm. coming after him so that they can live great, sustainable lives. He's not trying to copy and paste Nate Chester. He's trying to develop character And and competency in everyone that comes after him. And that is the best thing that we can do. Yep. The, the leaders and the people coming after us and beside us are not our 
competition. They are the people that we should be building up so that we see a better world and we leave the world better than how we found it. Yeah. I was literally just talking to Nate about it yesterday. I think it's so beautiful how his like social media platform has evolved mm-hmm. to like, like, yeah, he's like, he has some like barber, uh, barber content on there where it's like, he's showing like cuts that he's done. Cause he's real good. You know? Cause, cause he, I mean, he's fire, you know, like my hairline is immaculate and, uh, you know, he does a, he does a great job. And so I'm okay with him showing it off. You know what I'm saying? It's great. <laughs> um, but, but it's, you gotta find a way to make it about you. So, um, but what I love about his social media platform is that what's on there more often than like the cuts that he's done is the businesses that other barbers he has trained or just has known the businesses that they're opening. Mm-hmm. Like that's what's on there more. And that's powerful. Like that's, that's powerful. And you know, what's crazy. And we talked about this yesterday. You know, you know, what's crazy is that his clientele has not suffered one bit by him celebrating exactly. other barbers opening businesses. Right. And that's like, that's the mentality that I want us, that, that I want us to see us get into where competition isn't about defeating the people across the street from us. Competition is about making each other better. That was the original intent. Iron sharpens iron, right? Mm. Like that, that, that's the, that's the intent that we make, that we make each other, we make each other better. Yeah. It reminds me, it's one of my favorite verses in the new Testament. And it's weird. It's at the end of uh, Peter's writing. And Peter, like, who is the apostle to the Jews, Peter is the dude who hung out with Jesus. Jesus literally said, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. He's mm-hmm. talking about the profession, but he says it to Peter. Mm-hmm. Peter literally is at the Mount of Transfiguration. Peter was hanging with Jesus. Peter is evidently the leader of the Jewish movement of the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Peter, at the end of his letter, is literally going to say, and our brother Paul, of whom his sacred writings he <laughs> consider the scriptures. Mm-hmm. So even though Peter and Paul had their stuff, mm-hmm. Paul's the apostle to the Gentiles, Paul's gospel globe trotting for Jesus, mm-hmm. Paul has to rebuke Peter, he's having some race issues there, mm-hmm. he has to rebuke him there at the top of Galatians. Yep. But quite literally, at the end of Peter's writing. Peter literally is saying, and our brother Paul. Yep. Mm-hmm. It wasn't competition. Yep. Like they had the same goal in mind. That's right. They were playing an infinite game. Yes. The infinite game of discipleship continuing to happen, of the, content, of the kingdom continuing to burst forth in every space that yep. God would That's allow right. it to. That's right. So at the end of the day, they weren't against each other. That's right. But at the end of the day, they're actually pushing each other forward. Mm hmm. And it's, yeah. Because that pushes the gospel forward. Pushes the it pushes, gospel forward. It pushes the kingdom forward. It's more places that Peter was never going to reach anyway. Peter doesn't need it. Like, that's the thing. We're not in this to be, make each other known. Like, we're, we're in this to make Jesus known. Man. Yeah, that's it. That was fire. All right, y'all. So, I hope something in there is sticking with you. <laughs> Um, cause I mean, I, I feel challenged. Um, listen, so, so be the chicken wars. Don't be the coffee wars. Plus, uh, <laughs> make each other better. We'll see you back in two weeks. <laughs>